So what do you get when you take a bunch of radio freaks, set them in front of live microphones, and let them talk about radio? Well, you get the coolest show about the radio on the radio. Broadcasting from RCO Plaza, this is Radio Connection Live, the podcast. Where AM is analog, FM is king, and the smart speaker has taken the place of the terrestrial radio as the listening apparatus of choice. It's your show worldwide, and we want to hear from you. We're on Twitter at RCL The Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Radio Connection Live or email us at rclthepodcast at gmail.com. And now, get ready to become involved in the very latest in broadcasting news, entertainment, and just plain fun. Here are the stars of our show, Preston, Tim, AJ, Darnell. And put your hands together for our host, Mr. Jamie T. Good afternoon, radio rockin' tours and fun seekers worldwide. And welcome, welcome yet to another very special edition of Radio Connection Live. I am not Jamie T. I'm not even trying to be Jamie T. I, 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 could, I don't think I could ever do an imitation of Jamie T. So uh, let's not get that confused. But Jamie is, in fact, here. Hello, Jamie. Hello. Sitting here behind, uh, behind the glass, uh, pushing all the buttons and turning making all sure the knobs, we making turn all the knobs work. Yeah, and, stuff work. Uh, we are we are short a couple of our usual participants uh, this afternoon, unfortunately. And boy, what a show they ha- are going to miss. What an opportunity yeah. they're going oh, yeah. to miss this afternoon, because with us, we have Miss Gina Jordan. Hey, guys. Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> That's very nice. Thank you. Jana, how, how often does that happen where you come on on the air for an interview and, you, and you're greeted by an, by an audience like that? <laughs> no one applauds me ever. A canned, that was a canned wow. applause. Yes, canned applause. <laughs> okay, but... okay, okay. The fact, that nobody, the, the fact that nobody applauds you. Let me see if I have the right. Oh, oh oops, wrong button. Uh, <laughs> Let's see if I have. Me, okay, 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 okay. Here, I, I, I think, I think I got it. I think I got it. I think I. Got it. That's right. We all deserve applause daily. Yes. All right. I see Jamie has has added a few new sound effects. Oh, geez. Now we're really in trouble. (laughs) Um, For those of you who uh, don't know who uh, this wonderful young lady is uh, that we're going to talk with today, she is the host of Morning Edition up at WFSU in Tallahassee. Local host, right? yes, yes, and uh, as a uh, as a result, she has worked. Well, we're going to talk about your career, and I mean, you've been in news ever since you started uh, yeah. in radio, actually. So mm-hmm. uh, you have certainly had <laughs> several different stops that you've made, uh, each one uh, more interesting than the other, I guess. Um, but uh, what were you always a radio freak, Gina? I mean, was this I something was. that you mm-hmm. just loved? Yes. When you were a kid, you always had a radio in your ear or something? Yes. Well, we, we had to uh, have the radio on all night for sleep, of course. And yep. I had my record player. And I got to the point where I could record the, the music on the record player and then record myself like a DJ. So I would do that kind of thing all the time. That was fun. Now, this I never knew about you, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've always loved radio and I was a freak. Okay, so here's what I did. Uh, back in the days of FM 99 and Gulf 104, oh, when yes. those were like the two hot stations in town. Um, oh, yes. And they would both play Rick Springfield and I would get so excited. I would, they would play Rick Springfield song. I'd race to the phone and call and thank the DJ for playing Rick Springfield. And I hence became known as the girl who loved Rick Springfield. <laughs> and so when there was um, a big format change at one of the stations, I called in and the guy was quick to tell me about everything that was happening. He was so excited. Like he needed to play Rick Springfield. So I'd call so he could tell me what was happening. So, yeah, I was one of those goofy little um, teeny boppers. 
that loves Rick Springfield. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. It's kind of like somebody being in love with the Beatles requesting them over and over again. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, here you that, go. That, by Dana. the way, is I Preston. Got- yeah, hey, Dana, by the way, I keep, uh, my yeah. kid is just for you. Oh, Rick. What's he doing? What's I he doing? I love Rick. <laughs> bringing, back, bringing back memories for Gina. He's playing Rick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I have to say, he's still a hottie at like 73 years old or something like that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he's still touring, but yes. That's a whole sidebar thing that you did not know about me, Tim. That's pretty no, funny. I did not know that. I did not know this. Uh, so I'm trying to remember how long when I first met you. Um, it would have been. I was in at the TAL. Early 90s. Yes, it would have been early 90s. The early 90s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, you were still a student at the time. Yes, I was still at FSU and Buzz Conover got me in the door at TAL. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I remember Buzz. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Buzz was the uh, news director at V89 on campus. Right. right. And I showed up for a, there was like a newspaper ad about news anchors wanted for V89. So I showed up and met Buzz and we became fast buddies and he sent me straight to TAL. Clearly he didn't like me, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's, and that's where I met you and Tom block also was there. So yep. mm-hmm. um, yeah, we, we had quite the crew. We, uh, we, we were there for a while. We were, we were doing it <laughs> that little, yeah. little, you know, 200, uh, 250 watt talk, station on 1450 you know mm-hmm. and yep. uh, uh don keys owned the station back at that time and uh uh he decided to flip us over to talk and of course i was i was there for that uh that was uh, a couple of years i guess before you showed up yeah and uh but uh yeah and, and of course you worked with uh, john matthews too yes yeah, I wonder what he's doing these days. Well, he's probably retired. I assume he's retired. But we we crossed paths at one point. I forget how, but that was a blast from the past. Saying that name, oh my goodness, that just <laughs> so, catapults so, me back. Yeah. So when you were at TAL, that um, were you were you part of that crew that was trying to bring Rush to Tallahassee, or? Well, I was not i mean like i just i had to learn how to run the board which i will say that was so difficult that situation that board made it so that i have not feared a board since (laughs) (laughs) I, i i tackled that thing between um having to fire carts and record on carts and fire the reel to record and then play it back and then get the weather at the same time. I had never in my life, like I, I was so close to giving up and I finally got it. And I'm like, that's it. No one will ever scare me with a board. I will <laughs> tackle whatever you put in front of me. So and it's true. That, so that explains how, so I guess that would explain how when you first got to WFSU, the NPR member in Tallahassee, you knew exactly what to do. You knew how to run their board pretty easily, did you not? Or, or, or was there some adjustment that came with that? Well, uh, well, okay. So that actually, it is pretty easy what what we do at FSU because it's um, a lot of it's automated. And I, I will tell mm-hmm. you, I don't like it. I don't like the automation. <laughs> it's not as good as a good human. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and it's so it has really driven me crazy a lot, and I've complained a lot about it because, like, the clock will be off one tiny fraction of a second, and that's all it takes to cut voices off all morning. Yep. So, mm. um, but when I when I was in Orlando, that's the place where I was able to be on the board a lot. And right. we would have to learn new software, new editing programs. And so I was able to pick all of that stuff up easily because of what I endured at TAL. I mean, like there, there was just nothing else that was going to you know, break me. And that TAL shift was a bear, man. That was just unbelievable. It you was. Re- it you, was. You remember unreal. when we had Shaney B on and, and he said he would never trade his uh, time at WELE for, for anything because he learned so much? Kind of same thing with you and TAL. 
It's true. It's true. Getting through that, I realized I can handle whatever you put in front of me. Because you were recording stuff, you were playing stuff back, you were trying to time into news, you were trying to time into features. That I mean, that was just a, a humongous job for any one person to do. And I should add, roaches were flying in front of me while this was happening. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. <Kissing> roaches. <laughs> Like the, literally I'm talking and there's something like winging its way past my head. Oh, look at the giant roach that just landed on the wall directly in front of me. And then one morning when I walked in, the roaches were all different. There was something different about these roaches. They had these weird little ball bulb things on the end of their antenna, but they would still oh bump into things and they would hiss. They would bump into oh the wall and hiss. Oh, my goodness. And so I finally figured out that all these pictures that were hung in this tiny shack were actually covering holes in the wall. This was not decor. This was to cover the holes in the wall. <laughs> that, was in, that was in our Park Avenue crack house. Yes, that is was what the we, crack house. What we used to call it. We used to call it the crack house. Uh, yeah. Because that's what it was. I mean, uh, and, and, you know, it was terrible because we had been in the bowels of the Northwood Mall before then. And, you know, it was a pretty nice studio, pretty. They, they used to say from the red carpet studios at the beautiful Northwood Mall. This is WTAL Tallahassee, you know, and uh, and and uh, of course, when uh, Rick and Jennifer took over, they moved us to the crack house. Uh, out on Park <laughs> Avenue. Mm -hmm. And that was a trip right there. Rick and Jennifer, you used to yeah. <laughs> you used to help me cash my paychecks because it, it was a mad dash. As soon as those checks came out, <laughs> people were spinning wheels in the parking lot, like kicking up dust to get the heck to the bank. And whichever whichever bank that check happened to be written yeah. on that time. Right. Yeah. If you got there in time, you got money. <laughs> you got paid. <laughs> Yeah. So um, Jennifer would bring the uh, it was during my shift. We were running rush and Jennifer would bring the checks in. And as soon as she would leave, I'd dial up Gina's number and say, hey, they're here. <laughs> and, and Gina only lived what you, you didn't live about like a mile yeah, away from yeah. the station. And yeah. so she got there in a hurry and she grabbed my check and she grabbed her check and she'd take them and get them cashed. And we were like the only two several several weeks were the only two that got paid that week. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Buzz and I would literally be racing each other. Like we'd see each other in the car. Oh, now we're speeding to the bank. Whoever, whoever arrives first wins. <laughs> oh, Lord. It yeah. was rough. Yeah. And that was right. when minimum wage was like 350, maybe 325. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, oh, my goodness. Yeah, uh, those things happen. You know, you get ownership changes in radio stations. You get management changes in stations. You know, these kids don't know that. They, they've never had to deal with all of this stuff. So I'm, I like, you know, I like telling them what 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 the realities of radio are. So many times, yeah. That, yeah. Uh, maybe uh, they don't <laughs> they don't consider. <laughs> yeah, there there are radio stations that you can work for, and they won't pay you. Right. Happens. Yeah. Right. Or maybe some companies won't pay you on time. They won't pay you on time or the, the checks will bounce. That's the fun part right there. You know, the when I bounce. when I quit, when I was about to move to Orlando, um, they still owe me. I don't know how much hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And Rick came to my home and just counted out cash and gave it to me. I, I, I had no. already resigned myself that I wasn't going to see that money, but there it was. So wow. he was good for it. It was just, it was just very late, very late. So very, very how did late. you get from Tally to Orlando? You, you went to uh, Wins, Wins News. Well, I did, but I, I moved to Orlando first. I just wanted to go to Orlando. I wanted to get out of Tallahassee. So I went to Orlando. I worked temp jobs. I worked at Universal. And yeah, I remember um, you working at Universal, right? My my friend, um, she she went by Alex Summers up here. I think she was on FM. No, she was on Gulf 104. She uh -huh. had already gone down there and she had gotten hired at what was then Paxson Communications. Paxson, right? Buddy Bud. Low Bud Paxson. Low Bud. Yeah, Paxson, it, right? it had wins and um, J WJRR and there, you know, there were like six stations in Maitland. 
So she got hired part-time and she was like, hey, you should come work. And so I got hired part-time and I had that awful shift of let's do overnights on the weekends. Yeah. And then very quickly, fortunately, they needed a full-time anchor in the evenings because they were going 24-7 news instead of whatever they were doing, which I think was like a news talk. They went straight news. So my shift started at 7 p.m. and I was there from 7 to 3 weeknights. Wow, that's a long shift. Well, it is. Um, Yeah, it was a full-time gig and um, it was good. It just, at that point, I I liked being social. You know, I'm in my 20s, I'm partying and all my friends are going out as I'm going to work. So that was like one kind of bummer. Um, But it was, it was a great gig just to, to get started and make, honestly, make my mistakes on a station that didn't have a lot of listeners. And um, I also, uh, we did pretty good hurricane coverage for us to be a 24-7 crew. Uh, I remember at one point we did kind of kick DBO's ass because we were on like nonstop when a hurricane was coming and DBO wasn't breaking in as much. And then, of course, I wound up going over to DBO and K92. But um, yes. Yeah. But yeah, the, the all wins, uh, the all news format was a good place to get myself acclimated to anchoring. I was going to ask you about, I was going to ask about that too, covering a hurricane. It's Jamie. I was going to ask you covering a hurricane. And, you know, nowadays you have the Florida public radio emergency network with, um, I forgot who, I forgot who does that network. um, Well, they're in Gainesville. They're out of Gainesville. So UFT. Mm -hmm. UFT, Megan Borowski. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. I forgot the guys, uh, Glenn Richards. There you go. Glenn Richards. Um, you know, here in Tampa, we have Ray Hawthorne anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, Ray used to be with, um, with that emergency network. Right. So, so, yeah, he, um, so mm-hmm. yeah. So what was it like to cover a hurricane? Uh, let's talk about that. What, what was it like to cover a hurricane, uh, for, um, the Orlando station and then you move up to Gainesville and cover and do their hurricane coverage. What, what, what was that like? Or, or should I say, uh, from Gainesville to, or like, what am I talking about? <laughs> anyway, like, you don't know. What, <laughs> what was it like to, what, what was it like to do hurricane coverage is probably what I'm, what I'm saying. So for me, generally my coverage was in studio. So right. now with, um, when I worked at Wins, when we would have that problem, it was just kind of on me to check the wire and check the forecast and, just sort of jump in and read stuff here and there. But when I went to DBO, we had actual reporters out in the field and um, we would have dual anchor kind of wall to wall coverage as we would call it. So, uh, you know, it's exciting, but the downside is that, and I kind of got to this point where you you get excited, Ooh, wall to wall coverage, breaking news. This is cool. But then you realize for the next week or two, you're going to be talking about the same thing nonstop, like same stories every 30 minutes. So, um, you know, it, it was exciting, but then there's a point where you go, Oh, because you just know what's happening. Like you just know it's coming and burned out. you, You do get burned out and your, your home might be in the way of this hurricane as well. So there's that, like, so I have spent the night at the station before not knowing what I was going to be facing when I went in. Yeah. That, so, that how did you well. get, how did you get uh, from winds to DBO? Did the, um, that is a funny thing. It, it, it's all who, you know, right. So I, I was at a workshop at a theater. It was with a casting director and I was sitting there taking notes on my winds stationery. And the girl next to me goes, Oh, Hey, I'm in radio. I work at K92. And I was like, Oh, cool. And she goes, well, we're looking for um, a news person for the morning. I was like, really? So from that, she put me in touch with the program director at K92. And he and I hit it off. I think he had actually sort of, I don't know if he had officially made someone else an offer who I wound up knowing who this person was, but um, he decided there was something just not quite right with her. (laughs) So, um, yeah, he really liked me. Marsha Taylor was news director at DBO at that time. And as I tell it, I don't think Marsha was excited about hiring me, but that job was split between the two stations. 
So Mike Moore was the program director at K92. He wanted me to do the news in the morning for the country station. And then midday, I would switch over to DBO and report for them and then eventually anchor. And so that's how it got started. Mike won. And then Marsha later was glad she got me because I was very conscientious and, you know, I was eager to learn. I remember those newscasts between you and Marsha, and you, you did what I like to call tag team news. And mm-hmm. I've always wanted to ask you how you did that, because you would read like two or three lines of a story, then she would take the next two or three lines and then she'd throw it back to you. How, yeah. how did you guys know where those dividing points were? And, um, it, and it you was, did it so well, too. I mean, it was just unbelievably tight. Yeah, it was heavily scripted. Um, and. I think at that time, let's see, we would have had stuff on a screen. So, for example, we used to always have paper scripts. And I was one of the first ones that went strictly to reading off the computer. And when you do that, you can make changes on the fly. So, we each had a monitor in front of us. And if I'm the main anchor, I could put someone's name. Okay, you're going to say this. I'm going to say this. And then let's tweak this over here and add a soundbite here, you know. So you can you can go pretty quickly when it's when you're not relying on paper anymore. So it was the the two of you in the newsroom and then you had a board op. Well, actually, no. In for DBO, for the dual anchor, like the morning show, the the board, the main anchor sits at the board and then the co-anchor sits next to that person. And, you know, the main anchor is bringing up the board, firing the sound bites, possibly recording something at the same time, an audition you know, while right. we're live on the air, we did have a board op, but not during the newscasts. So like there's a window between the anchor booth and the control room. And later in the day, for example, I might be doing a midday cast that I would throw to the guy in the control room to do traffic. And then he comes back to me and I finish the cast. But also what was neat about um, that is they got all of the workstations in the newsroom set up with mics. So, after I had my baby and went back to work, I changed my, my job changed and I wound up being the headline writer for slash producer for the morning news. So I would sit in my spot in the newsroom, write up a bunch of headlines and periodically they would come to me like, this is something terrible that happened. Gina Jordan's live in the newsroom. And then I would say 10 seconds of something and it would go right back to them. So there was that live format of like things are happening and we're on top of it. The station was still, it was still owned by Cox at the time, right? Or was this a different? Yes. uh, Yeah. When when I, when I first went over there, it was new city. I don't know if you guys remember new city. New city communications. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And then the Cox sisters bought it not too long after I got there and it was, and it stayed Cox for the whole time I was there. And it still is. It's still there. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I bring up Cox because there's a guy who you, he, he doesn't work with anymore. You probably use, use his reports a lot. Jamie Dupree. Yeah, Jamie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, he, he, a really prolific uh, news anchor uh, or uh, correspondent uh, for what for DC. What was it like to have? I mean, did you guys do interviews between? dc and the station like you know oh let, let's go to jamie debris jamie's live in washington jamie mm-hmm. what's happening at blah 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 yeah yeah okay. yeah jamie um jamie was the dc correspondent for the big news talk stations for cox so he WFB. would do stuff for us right right um uh, jacksonville oh geez i forget okay, what called it. Jacksonville. Okay. Uh, yes okay v um so yeah he would send all of the stations his reports from Washington. And then as an example, back then Jim Turner was the morning show guy at DBO and he would have Jamie on live all the time with updates from Washington. I was going through old tapes and I found uh, Jim Turner's last show. Oh yeah. The other day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah boy. He was there a long time. He was. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think it's else. sad. Yeah. I think it's sad when you think about what happened with Jamie's voice. Um, yeah, it's crazy, right? Like, wow, what yeah. a crazy thing to happen. But to his credit, he kept his job. Like, that's how good he is and resilient he's been, you mm. know, to stay, yeah. to keep doing what he does and sending. And, you know, it actually kind of uh, worked out in a way because of the push toward digital. He was able to focus on getting web stories done. 
So I, I applaud him for keeping going. Yeah, I, I, I could not agree more. I mean, and, and I mean, I think even after he lost his voice, you know, he found other outlets, you know, he, you know, he launched a Facebook account and a Twitter account. And he, so even though, even if you, the stations didn't have his voice, they still had access to, to his information. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I remember, um, and we reported it the day he left Cox, we reported it. And Preston, remember that to remember that when we, when we reported that, uh, that Jamie after over three decades was leaving, uh, Cox media. Like, that's crazy that he was there that long. Wow. Yeah. So he was there that now long. you're now you've decided that, that you're going to leave Orlando and, and you were on the fast track to going to WSB. I just, I mean, I just know you were, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you decided that, that, that commercial kind of news wasn't what you wanted to do that, you know, you, 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 I think you said that you felt kind of hemmed in a little bit by, you know, by the time constraints and everything that you had to work with in Orlando, right? Well, yeah. Like, so I think the big thing for me was I was getting burned out. I love commercial radio. I love commercial news. Don't get me wrong, but it was absolutely a case of burnout. I was on autopilot for probably a good couple of years. And Um, you know, my kid was young and I was feeling a pull. I really wanted to go to either Tampa or Tallahassee where I had family. Right. If you had come to Tampa, Gina, if you had you come to Tampa and gone to WUSF, because unlike where you are now, it's not as automated. (laughs) Yes. There's actually humans in there doing, I know I love, I really, yeah. Like, um, and we could talk more about that, but, but yeah, so long story short, my, my dad was sick and I needed to get back to Tallahassee. And right. I remember um, that. Rick Flagg, bless him. Rick Flagg was our Tallahassee guy that fed the Cox stations. And I reached out to him and he's really the one that got me connected with Tom Flanagan up here. And that's how I got hired at FSU the first time. So that, that was really, it was a family thing and I was looking forward to a change, but public radio is really different. So it was a learning curve. It's just very different. And you're going right in the direction I want to. I want you to go there because it kind of give us a parallel between, you know, what I mean. News is news. <laughs> you have to pretty much do the whole the same things. I mean, you have to get the story. You have to write the story. You have to report the story. You have to get all the all the cuts all lined up for it and all that kind of thing. Um, and it's just that the NPR kind of uh, approach to it was was much different, right? Well, it is much very different. Back. It's yeah, it's it's not like if it bleeds, it leads. That's commercial. Right. So you know, at, at DBO, if if we think there is something huge happening, we're sending somebody, and it might not be anything, but we 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 want to be live and get stuff on the air quickly. For us, for one thing, we're not on the air quite as much outside of morning and an afternoon. Um, you know, even for us in the afternoon, we only have two. Let me think. We for two minute newscasts in the afternoon, and that's it, which isn't a lot. So for so you, so you leave that bottom of the hour because I know that the I know that ATC, all things considered, offers. Um, uh, a cutaway at the bottom of, of the hour. So if you want to yeah. do like local news or traffic or weather, you can do that. Yeah, we do two minutes at the top and bottom. It's like 32, like 0230 or 3230. It's something strange. Uh, I don't, I haven't done ATC in a long time, but I know that our afternoon anchor, um, if she wanted to, she's been told that she could actually do two two minute casts and then repeat them. So it's just different, you know, like there isn't an urgency. And so uh, just like a side note, when I worked for LRN in Miami, I worked for them from up here and the stuff that we would want to get on the air quickly up here, because we are covering obviously the legislature, the folks in Miami might hear that feature story three days later, but that's Mm. like, that's public radio. Like there's no urgency with it. You know, there just has to be a reason to do it. There's not just. 
the public radio, I mean, you look at the way the public radio is operated. I mean, I, look, I, I think about the Tampa market here and uh, the rest of the state. Public radio is, is one of those, they're not here to give you opinion and the big juicy stories. Okay, if there's something that mm-hmm. actually requires some, like the, you know, the Orlando shootings. Uh, yeah. I, you, you, you might have you, you seen it in the news last week. Yeah. Um, I was listening to MFE. Mm-hmm. which is the public radio in Orlando, they didn't even, they didn't say anything about it. They didn't really even say anything. And Tim, I don't mm-hmm. think I told you that. I was listening at MFE uh, this past thir- Thursday. And it was in the morning, during morning edition with, I think it was Talia Blake, actually, the, right. mm-hmm. the, local, the local host. Right. They yeah. didn't say anything about the Orlando shootings. And I kept waiting. And I listened, I listened to, the, to the whole like four and a half minutes of newscast. They didn't say anything. And I'm like, that's really, really weird. How, why would you not cover that? And that happened, the shootings were Wednesday, right? Yeah, the shootings were Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon, evening. That is bizarre. Uh, That's, that's bizarre that they wouldn't have said something. Yeah. In fact, I think they had a reporter that actually fed NPR, but that's nonsensical that they wouldn't have something on their local casts some kind of version like like a big story like that yes you you you're gonna get that on right you know let's, yeah let i, I want to bring up some more npr stuff if i can a lot of people gina you most people don't understand the relationship between npr and the local i say i say affiliate but if they're but they're known as member stations like i i, I keep mm-hmm. saying affiliates but if, yeah, but yeah. you get what i mean Mm-hmm, Most yeah. people don't understand the relationship between NPR and the stations and the, and the, the station, the, the relationship with NPR. I mean, you know, those people and you work hand in glove, right? You work like you, you work hand in glove NPR and local station. Let's talk about have there ever been times where the network has sent something out, out and you said, do we really want to air that or cover that or broadcast that? Has there ever been time where you and the network have a little bit of a, Tip or disagreement, if you will. Um, I know stuff like that has come up. Now, I don't get to see the rundown for whatever reason. I could probably access it, but some morning edition hosts, they kind of act as that other human that runs the board and they kind of jump in and do other things so they can see the NPR rundown. So mm-hmm. I'm on a Facebook page for morning edition hosts and people will jump in and be like, whoa, that C block was a train wreck. Ah. You know, they'll say stuff like that. Um, But I think the only issues that we've had is when NPR tries to cover a story that's ours and they get it wrong. Um, I'm I'm trying to think of a good example. Um, How often does that happen? Nothing will come to me. It doesn't happen a lot. But, you know, the thing is with Tallahassee, it's Florida, right? There's always going to be something big that's going to be of interest nationally. Um, I'm just trying to think of what I am sorry. I, I'm drawing a blank, but there have been times when they've tried to do a story and like, I'll re- hear my news director just going off about how just wrong. Like, why didn't they just ask us to do it instead of sending someone that isn't familiar with the area and what's happening? I guess yeah. that would be the main thing. And, you know, sometimes we, we look to them for guidance. I've, I've reached out to the um, Southeastern editor a few times for guidance about how to say certain things. Um, there's more stuff you have to be careful about how you say on, on the air, what you say. We're having to get a lot more careful about certain things. Okay, so here's one. There are new AP, I think it's AP guidelines and NPR guidelines where you don't say pregnant woman anymore. Do you know what you say? What? Pregnant people. Huh? Pregnant oh, people. That might now. I can kind of guess why that is because the, of the whole non-binary thing. Where Weird. yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So that that yeah, that, that is that in itself. That the whole like the whole binary like y- as hard as you try to say something correct and not offend someone, it's almost impossible. You know, Gina, to try, I try to get it right. I had a I had a I, um, I was working for a small little low powered R and B station. And my producer, bless her heart, used to always say, and I'm going to keep this P, keep this G rated, pleasing people is hard, Jamie, but ticking people off is mm-hmm. pretty darn easy. 
Yep. Yeah. Just say the wrong thing. And you got and you got it. <laughs> So, so when it comes to when it comes to to doing some of the copywriting that you that you have to do, and I mean, there's a lot of writing. Let's go through because not well. You got to understand. Not only is Gina taking care of of Morning Edition here in Tallahassee, but she's also. I mean, they're also doing stuff for the state as well, and Florida it's Public Radio Network, Florida Public Radio Network as well. So she's got like double duty to do there between everything that's going on uh, because she has to stay on top of all the local stories. And then she also has to be ready to do the, the rest of the stuff, which, you know, they put into the, into the Capitol report. Um, so that's I mean, that that must be very extensive. How, how do you uh, just take us through the process of who, who gives you a new story to work uh-huh. on, uh, yeah. then okay. writing it, then getting the sound for it, doing the interviews involved with it, and finally putting it together and, and putting it out the, on the air. And, and then, of course, there's timing, 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 uh-huh. because you're timing into a into a satellite network with with NPR constantly. Yeah. So yeah. Um, as far as story ideas, our team and I think this is true around the state. People can just pitch a story, but if there's something that needs to be covered, probably there is someone like the news director or the assignment editor is going to ask one of the reporters, can you drop this one thing you're working on and go cover this thing for us? Now, during session, reporters are always at the Capitol, but we also have access to the Florida Channel online, so I can turn a depth pretty quickly from a meeting and some of those meetings are just boring, but sometimes there's really interesting stuff, especially if someone says something controversial, if you have a lot of public comment. So that's a matter of making sure you're being fair. And we've had a lot of these conversations around fair and accurate reporting Um, presenting both sides is not always the right thing. When one side is um, conspiratorial or has been shown to be false, like we're not going to keep putting out false equivalents. So there have been a lot of discussions around that, around that sort of thing. We have to present both sides, but what are the sides? Like, what are we talking about here? And how how are we going to be fair and be responsible, be reasonable? Like you'll hear NPR say, um, President Trump said this and this is false. You know, um, right. So, right. Yeah. So that, that's one of the things that has become more of an issue. Um, we also have a statewide feed that all of the other stations, we all post our stories to it. It's called PRX, Florida News Exchange. So, oh, yes. Yeah. Sometimes someone in Tampa will do something that I think is of interest that you can actually make a case for running it in Tallahassee because it, it is a statewide issue that impacts everyone. So we all share stories that way. And then I have some features that I wind up cramming into this feature block. And pretty much every day I'm having to chop something down to try to fit it. But right. the, I guess the last thing I would say to that is that the ear catches a lot. And I have been pushing everyone, please, for heaven's sake, whatever you produce, would you please listen to it before you post it? You'd be surprised how many people don't. They just slap really? it together and post it. And then the next morning, I get to listen and hear something that I then either, like, I have to kill the story or I have to try to figure out how to repair it. And I've gotten pretty good at that, to be honest. I can, I can repair a lot. But the ear which, which, is... And we all, know that, we all know that PRX is a nationwide thing because I'm pretty sure I got it here. I, I'm, yeah, mm-hmm. I can tell you where I'm at, Gene. I'm actually... I'm actually in the Harrisburg, York, Lancaster market, but I'm on the Maryland line. So the two stations that I rely on are WITF and WIPR. So I'm pretty sure we have mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. been nice. Um, LRN started that for us. So this is a whole controversial thing, but some years ago, um, I won't get into the weeds, but there were some issues. FSU was always the flagship for Florida Public Radio. We had a leader who just kind of blew up the relationship with everybody in the state. And LRN 
sort of made an attempt at getting the FPR money, like to be the flagship. Uh-huh. And then mm. around that time, um, the lawmakers decided we didn't need to be funded. So a lot of that money went away anyway. But LRN wow. in Miami is the one that went after PRX and paid to get it started instead of the old FTP thing that we were using at FSU for all the stations. Now that's, that's how we all got onto PRX. Okay. So, so LRN sort of spearheaded or launched the Florida, I, I gotta, I gotta be careful here, Florida public radio network, not the, because there, there, there was this thing called Florida network with Chuck Harder, which is a totally different thing. LRN yeah. launched the Florida public radio network which right well the the florida um like florida public radio network technically has has been around for a long time and all the florida stations would be a part of that Mm -hmm. but because of the way the former leadership at fsu just blew it all up now everyone uses the florida news exchange and we've pretty well dropped the florida public radio tag out so most of the time, like if I play Steve Newborn from USF, his tag is I'm Steve Newborn in Tampa. There is no more for Florida Public Radio. I'm so-and-so. It, it's, it's just, it's changed a little bit. And for what it's worth, the guy at LRN that was trying to take all this over, he wound up getting fired. So all these hotheads are gone. <laughs> and it's a pretty good, um, it's a pretty good setup. It's a pretty good setup. So Which how do you get the play? sound for your stories? Where does that come I from? I would ask you about that. Well, it, so if I'm using someone in Miami or Tampa, for example, then I'm pulling it off of PRX. Right. No, I'm talking um, about the stories that you write and produce. And, well, and- a lot of that comes from um, either the, Flor- the uh, Florida channel, like I'll pull that off of the Florida channel online. Um, I do a lot of Zoom interviews now. Sometimes I go out. I don't usually go out, but sometimes I'll go out and do in-person interviews and get in that sound. Um, but yeah, we get a lot of stuff off of zoom. I don't even like using just regular phone audio anymore. Some people still do that, but I don't think it sounds nearly as good as zoom. You know, it's funny, Jenny said that cause we we've had, spe- you know, cause whenever we do interviews like we're doing here on, on our CL, sometimes we have no choice because like the only way some of our guests will talk with us is through telephone. So then we have to give them a, I mean, I cannot tell you, we, we did one interview with, with the guy, Marvelous Marvin here in Tampa. Uh, it was a train wreck because <laughs> you know, getting everybody connected <laughs> and that kind of thing. And by the way, Darnell out of Cleveland joins us now. He, he uh, and now Darnell listens to, and I'm going to butcher this man. So forgive me, buddy. W quiz it Darnell KSU. The, uh, what do you call the thing again? <clears throat> it is W KSU right now because idea stream. That's, that's Kent state, isn't it? Yes, it's Kent State, but Idea Stream Public Media owns everything, and CPN is at 104.9, and it's part of it. So, yeah. Okay. This you is know, off topic, talk. Darnell, but uh, who, who's doing the best coverage of that uh, uh, train disaster in uh, Palestine? Um, I haven't listened to KSU in quite a while, but... Because uh, I was looking really for radio talk. stations in that town the other day, and they don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh well yeah there aren't there aren't going to be because wkbn in youngstown is also iheart so they don't do it mm. okay mm. let wow. gina let, let, uh, let's talk about because you know one of the things that uh, i listen to across my my uh, my station here wsf is florida roundup and mm-hmm. with uh melissa ross and now they have a new guy Danny ribeiro who what yeah. and it before it was matthew petty who did the roundup for Tampa, mm-hmm. which was really, really cool. So between, so what's that? I mean, obviously you're probably not directly involved with that particular program, but what's, but what's that like with Florida roundup where, I mean, I remember back, back when Tom Hudson, I think, I don't uh, I think you remember Tom Hudson. Yeah. Back when Tom and Melissa mm-hmm. were doing, yep. so it was, you know, Florida public roundup from, Florida, from Florida public radio. Well, you, you were a producer for that show for a while, right, Gina? Yeah. When that show launched, I was one of the producers. So, uh, I, I was working for LRN. So Tom was in Miami, Melissa in Jacksonville, and then I was in Tallahassee producing. And then there was another producer in Jacksonville. Um, it was rough. I will tell you, it was very rough to begin with. We just had a lot of technical problems. 
And um, Tom Hudson is a journalist. He's, he's a talk show host, but he's a journalist. Melissa is more of a talk show host. And First Coast Connect. First Coast yeah, Connect. Yeah, there was just a lot of problems. Um, it, it got better. It got better. And I, I feel like they're doing a lot better now. Like some of the stuff where Melissa would kind of be on a delay and it was like she was talking over people because there was a delay and she couldn't hear that they were still talking. It was very strange, but, um, Ooh, wow. But yeah, we would have our show meetings and then we'd, we'd come up with the topics and then the producer and I would get to work on getting sound, pulling sound, writing a script, figuring out what was going to go on what segment and timing it out. And Tom was the ultimate executive producer on that show. So, and he, he's a spectacular, he's very, very good at what he does. He's in DC now. So, yeah. um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, I mean, I mean, I mean, like I've said before, you know, a lot of people don't understand the relationship between a member station and NPR or in, or in our case, the Florida news exchange as it's called now, because that's never, it's never said on the air. Um, so yeah, let, let's talk about something. And Tim, I know you're spearheading this, but we're kind of helping. We're helping you. Um, the, those uh, no, those we uh, pledge drives, oh, mm. no. aka Vegathons. aka Begathons. Begathons. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. yeah. Yes, Gina. We call them Begathons because you guys literally, as Ellis Peaster told us when he was here a couple of years back, you got to sing for your supper. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Right. It's true. About, how, 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 how did now, now I know. Well, I, I, I would guess that probably the best thing about the uh, Begathon is uh, the free food, right, Gina? Yes. She's not necessarily involved in that fundraising type of thing. She's, you know, back in the back doing what she does. But of course, that puts time constraints, extra time constraints on her uh, to get the, the stuff that she needs to get on the air done. Uh, because here all of a sudden there's this new live segment in there where they're just uh, begging for begging for money. I'm sure that's absolutely no fun. <laughs> yeah, I will. Re- I really wish that, that I could get Gina, one of our local guys here. His name is Craig cop. Uh, cop. Yeah. Craig, oh yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. Craig is the, is the, is Tampa's local host for morning edition. I would love to get, I would love to get him on here one day and ask him about what's it like pre- doing morning edition while you're doing the begathon because it's almost like they send you different segments than what is actually in the, in the actual broadcast, I think. Well, we have to, um, our, our clock changes like NPR's clock also changes to accommodate pledge. So it's a little bit less news time. And fortunately for us, um, we, we have had our leadership in the newsroom go in and try to beg for money. But fortunately the rest of us just kind of cut a promo like, hey, we're here, we're working and we rely on we rely on you to give us money, that kind of thing. But it's like a, a 30 second promo and then I don't have to do anything else. Um, but it it does. The format does change. So you just have to get used to a different clock for a week or two weeks. Right. And and um, and of course, you can always I can always tell when they when 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 it's about to come back to you, because like if you're listening to Morning Edition, Inski will say something to the effect of, thanks so much for, for, for helping, for helping out your local member station. And you can be a part of this too. Here's the phone yeah. number. And then, and then, and then it cuts back to the local, the local station. And then they, they say their, their little spiel for three or four minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it, it's almost like they, they've adjusted the, um, the rundown to accommodate pledge. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They do. Um, and it's really annoying when you have local people who don't understand what a countdown means and they're still talking and then the automation oh, cuts yes. them off and oh. then I get to go on right after that. Oh, that's so much fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, Lord have mercy. So, 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 so you look at when you, you I, I listen to those pledge drives and it, I think the annoying part is they always seem to happen when you don't want them to. Maybe there's a big story on all things considered and they'll cover it and then they'll just cut back to your local station and say, here, here's the number to give us money. And I think so. It sounds like the NPR formula that you are in now, Gina, is much different from the commercial formula that you had. Um, yeah, I've, I've stated a few times on this program that. NPR is public radio is kind of saving talk radio because it's not it's more fact and here's why as mm-hmm. opposed to here's what Clay Travis or Sean Hannity or whomever thinks right, 
Mm-hmm. And if you try to go against what they think, they'll just kick you out or kick you off, I should yeah. say. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, it sounds like NPR is a straight, is a much straight, n- straight, narrow formula. Would you, w- do you now, you, again, you work at an NPR station. So would you agree with me when I say that public radio is, is kind of the a saving, the saving grace of talk radio because it's not as opinion based? Yes, I agree. Um, NPR has done quite well, even though they just announced, you know, 10% layoffs. Um, they still are the real deal. Um, you know, sometimes uh, uh, NPR, if you're out there, please do not lay off Peter Sagel. Please do not lay off. Peter yeah. Sagel. <laughs> no, no, no. I know. I don't think they know. I don't, I don't even think they know yet who's going, but, um, but yeah, you know, NPR is there for everyone. It's not, the purpose is not to provide propaganda. So um, yeah, that's why it's done so well. So I feel, when you know it's educational and all that, so mm-hmm, that's why right. I tune in every chance yes. I get. Yes. So yeah. uh, tell us a bit about uh, about Capital Report because uh, that is a, a show that you do that goes statewide. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many affiliates do you have now? Oh, I don't know how many people run it live. And when I say live, that just means the time that we right. read it to them to tell them to do it. Um, Which I is don't know how many run it live, but it said 630 Friday nights. And then again at nine, I think Friday nights. And then again on Saturday, but um, I'll, I'll give you guys a scoop actually. So every week on Fridays, we have capital report. And then during the legislative session, we do that every night. So a half hour show every night, which is enough to make anyone crazy. But <laughs> because, because we last year at this time, we were tremendously short staffed and it just about just about killed us all to try to do that show every night. And in fact, we had to just say, this isn't possible other than Friday nights, we're going to give you a 15 minute show and it's going to repeat again. So from six to six fifteen, and then six fifteen to six thirty, that kind of thing. Right. Well, the right. affiliates didn't like that. And I know we lost a couple of them, but we also put these stories on PRX. So these features wind up running anyway. They just don't run on like, I don't know, USF, for example, I don't know if they right. run Capital Report, but they they're they apt don't. to run the they features. Don't. Yeah, they don't. They so, don't. um, so this year, finally, the powers that be have agreed that we'll keep our Friday night show, but then the rest of the days we'll do a podcast, and that way we don't have to make it a half hour. It'll be whatever is important to tell you that happened that day. And it's funny that that's helps. why I hear it because you know, USF does not run Capital Report. So I listen to it via podcasting, um, and, and and so it, it works out for everybody. Let's talk, let, you know, Jenna, COVID. I want I want to shift gears here a little bit. Mm. COVID hit back in twenty twenty, and how do you get? How do you make a newscast work? Doing interviews, everything that you do in the middle of a pandemic, because it's one thing when everyone's in studio and everything's okay, but then all of a sudden you're well, she had she had to go in and do that. Yeah, yeah but that, they wouldn't let her do it from home. Yeah. So um, I will say NPR kind of helped us with this because they had to revert. Well, you know, they had to revert to Zoom interviews. And you guys may recall the the audio was just particularly bad for a while. Oh, yeah. And, um, and people were complaining and you know, tweeting how awful, blah, blah. Then you got host tweeting. We're doing the best we can. And, you know finally people got it they understood this is this is what you get right now and you know it's fine so um i did have the unfortunate thing that happened to me of getting covid and we were already so short staffed this was in early 2021 that i i did the newscast from my house but they were not live i had to record them and i had to create a ton of extra work for myself and for the engineer that that got the cast loaded so we we but that is how we really turned to Zoom and now I love it. I do I do Zoom interviews quite a lot. Like this one for example. <laughs> like this one. Yeah. Right. And and it, it, it and I, and I think you know we if covid has taught us anything 
it's how to improvise when mm-hmm. you're kind of when you're when you're forced to basically and you and and you learn a thing or two about oh you know what here's a way of doing interviews that we probably never thought about we probably didn't we probably didn't consider it but now we have a new way of doing interviews that honestly ha- has never been was never tried before until the pandemic hit yeah yeah, I agree. And, and Gina, we, you, you were doing a podcast on COVID, weren't you? Yeah, I, I did do one. Um, it, you actually yeah. had your own podcast there for a while. Yeah, that was something I decided I should create because um, for one thing, okay, my dogs are getting all excited. Um, because uh, for one thing, <laughs> well, podcasts, <laughs> podcasts are, um, and that's what people listen to now. And I thought, well... I maybe I need to make sure I stay employed. What can I do? And I just had the idea to do that. And I, I enjoyed it. And, and there wasn't any particular format I had to follow, which was really nice. Kind so, of what we do here. <laughs> kind of the same, yeah. same thing that yeah, we do right. here. It's right. Yeah. Very free, uh, very free form. Well, Gina, I want to thank you for coming on and talking with us uh, about uh, all this stuff, all this, uh, you know, NPR stuff and everything. And uh you uh, just do a fantastic job. I, I wake up every morning and the first thing I do is turn the radio on and see if uh, the station's coming in, see whether you're there or not. And also, <laughs> and also, and also if he has to, he has to move the big antenna around just at the right spot. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. I mean, I mean, sure I mean Gina, I'm kind of I'm lazy with it. I just say Alexa <laughs> played WFSU. Nice. And up it, and, and, and up it comes and, that's and cheating. It, <laughs> this is the <laughs> argument that Tim that's, This is the I approve. That's this is cheating. This is the argument that me and Tim have every week here at Radio Tampa. Tampa cannot get FSU. Not even not even in a skip. It's not easy. <laughs> Gina, yeah, that's pretty I think you deserve Gina, I think you deserve one of these right now. Oh, yes. Gina, Gina, Yay. we love you. You have been Gina, such a good you. sport about this, Gina. I really well, appreciate it. Well, thank you. It. This was I, fun. I appreciate really, it. Yeah. yeah, this was good. You guys have a great thing going here with your show. You're oh, oh, thank, thank you. you. Over, over over 200 episodes, Gina, and and we we've sat down with uh, some pretty prolific radio hosts. We're trying to see what we're trying to see what's going on with Shaney B, though. Well, this is this is Gina's what second or third time on the second. show, actually. Third, 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 actually. So, third, yeah, third time. So yeah, yeah, she, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Gina, I hope you, you guys it, can, can track down Shaney B because he's uh, yeah, he'd be fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we've been trying to because yeah, it's, it's we've been, been uh, trying to get a hold of him. And and uh, have have you heard anything? I haven't. Um, let me hmm. see. If he's he's only sporadically on Facebook, I think. But yeah. you know, he's got this new Work, gig. Yeah. Um, right. I think he's I working remember. for the newspaper up there, right? I think. Let's see. I think so, but he's like doing their podcast or something. But he huh. but he also has his own business where he's producing like podcast or something for people i don't know I, I now now you've got me thinking that i need to okay this says he's a senior podcast producer at the um atlanta journal constitution oh wow i did not know that hmm. yeah exactly try and get a hold of him yeah oh, sorry, all right sorry, 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 sorry. well gina again thanks a lot for coming aboard and uh, talking to us and letting us in on on some of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes that's what we're always interested here uh, on uh, radio connection live and uh we, well thanks uh, for having me that was re- fun we really appreciate it and uh, uh go take care of your dogs please i mean i mean i mean Exactly. And uh, um, exactly. And, and, um, and Gina, I, um, and tell tell uh, Tom Flanagan that the uh, Radio Connection Live team says, hey, I know he's I know he's not been in the best of health. So we're praying for him. Right. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I will definitely pass that along. He's doing well, though. He was in today. So he's he's doing OK. Tom's oh, that's great. Guy. You know, I, I met him when he was at FM 99. 
Oh, yeah. He's been around here for many moons. I, yeah. When I was up there, he was <laughs> he was there. In fact, uh, uh, Ray and I used to uh, invite him to our uh, radio parties oh. sometimes. Oh, so, yes. Yeah, we had yeah. a great time. So uh, tell him hi for me. Oh, uh, what will. about Ronald? Is Ronald still alive? He is. In fact, there was something happening at the Capitol recently, some kind of rally, and he was there with the missus. Oh, you're kidding. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, wow. He, he's staying active. Yeah, he's active in Democratic causes. Mm, that's uh, that's okay, great. So. That's great. Ronald J. Evan. He, she, he, he was really <laughs> something really cool. Really cool. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks again. And uh, we'll, hey, we'll yeah, thanks let for you having run. me. And All right, again. guys. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah you guys take what? care. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Gina. Gina Jordan, You're welcome. Thank you. And, 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 and don't worry. You're, you're welcome back anytime. I knew you know. Well, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. We got. Yeah. Yeah. Gina, we got. We got plenty of beer. <laughs> well, you should have said that sooner. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got one right. in the fridge waiting on me right now. Oh my. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> All See right, you, guys. Y'all take care. You. Thank you. All right. Bye. All right. We'll do. Bye-bye. Thank you. Oh man, much love, Gina Jordan. Everybody. Great. Great, great woman, that Gina. Yes, yes. Great woman, she is. Yep. Hey, Tim, I guess I guess I I tell tell everybody what's coming up next time. Uh, Coming up next time on Radio Connection Live, it'll be our Black History Show, Uh, and we're and we're gonna have some great. uh, We added some new ones, and you're gonna hear. And we've got some great air checks coming up next time, and then coming up on Wednesday the eighth. So depending on when you guys hear this, Wednesday, March the eighth. So, so, so essentially, so essentially, so essentially, the week of March six is we're we're gonna be busy. Right, right. Come up the week of and come up in that week, we're gonna also be sitting down with uh, John Ostland from KYNO in what is it, Long Beach, Fresno, 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 Fresno. K- yes, KYNO in Fresno, California, and uh, he's offered to come on the on and sit down with us and talk with us about uh, K about Kino. Um, thanks to Tim, actually. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, and actually, he did discover our show uh, a few weeks back whenever we ran that Kino air check. So uh, he was well, very I, I, I left him a voicemail and uh, I just, you know, put our email address at the end of it. And I said, hey, you know, we we ran a uh, an air check of your radio station. We're really impressed with it, that you're trying yeah. to keep uh, uh, Bill Drake alive and keep the memory of Bill Drake going and, and the, like that. And so uh, I didn't hear anything from him. And I thought, oh, well, you know, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> you know, nothing ventured, nothing lost. But um I guess uh, he got back in contact with us. So I'm a little yeah. bit surprised by that, but uh, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. Interesting. Yeah. yeah looking forward to that. it has got a, got a bit, a long, long history behind it. And, oh yeah, absolutely. Also um, uh, coming up next, um, coming up on next week's show, we, we have a big announcement for you guys. RCL is moving on, is moving up in life. No, we're not saying goodbye to you, but we are going to be adding, let's just say, some friends to our RCL family. And you're going to hear about that coming up um, next week. It, it's it's a, you know, and, and, so, yeah. and I, yeah, I, I got to say, guys, it, it it's really exciting what we're doing with RCL and even Gina likes the show and the dogs like the show, apparently. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and also, and also folks, if you missed the big announcement on, on, on our social pages, we'll let you know too, but we actually got our own, uh, I guess, way you can communicate with us. That's so right. We're gonna, we'll bring we're that up too. We'll yeah. We'll talk about that next week. So, yeah. yeah. We'll talk about that next time. And of course our black history show and, um, Really, really exciting times ahead for us here at Radio Connection Live. And, um, and they're keeping Tim, me busy. I guarantee it. They're keeping me busy. <laughs> hey, Tim, yes. question does, does, uh, does JCT carry Capital Report? Yes. Oh, they do. Okay. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, I, I was wondering about that. I think I've heard Gene on a few podcasts of Capital Report. So 
That's why I asked because USF, I've been, I've been begging USF for m- over a, two and a half years to carry capital report, but they, they already carry. Yeah. They just don't want to spend the money. So oh, is that all that is? Yeah. I think. That's, <laughs> they well, I mean, I, no, I don't think they charge for capital report. It's just, you know, it's a matter of every, every station sets their own schedule and they choose what they want to yeah. carry. And, yeah, it's not a matter of and MNF was carrying it there for a while. I remember uh, when FSU or when yeah USF were those colliders are the same. And I get them mixed up every time. <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> what anyway? What, whatever station it was, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, uh, MNF was carrying that for a little while, and I guess they don't do that anymore either. Yeah. So that, that's a darn shame because it's such a good show. And the people that Gina work with are, are just do an excellent, uh, mm-hmm. excellent job. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Rick, uh, Tom Flanagan, the whole crew over there and, and Tally and putting that thing together. I mean, it, it's got to be something to put that show together. Lynn, and Lynn Hatter, to- Valerie Crowder. You mm-hmm. know, um, yeah, it's uh, got to be really something. Regan McCarthy. Yeah. Gotta be, uh, it's got to be something to, to, to put that show together every week. And, of know? course, Gina Jordan. You will hear Gina on Capitol Report a lot. Yeah, exactly. If your, um, if your station carries it, <laughs> which <laughs> which mine doesn't, apparently. But that's, again, that's what a podcast is for. Guys, yeah. thanks so much for coming. Tim, thank you for uh, sitting in the hosting chair uh, this time around. Oh, I, I had to keep you guys on a leash. Did it work? <laughs> I had to be oh, careful what you, what you said and what you didn't. Well, okay, okay, Tim. So, so, and, and Tim, you, you kept that leash good and tight because I didn't say anything stupid. No, you, you did. <laughs> no. You did very well. But all of all of the gang here did very well. I uh, yes, we did. And uh, so, and, and also, she, as we all know, and as mentioned earlier, she's a friend of the show. She has every right to uh, drop by when her schedule permits. Amen. So definitely Amen. appreciate it. Amen. She's got the I, link. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna see about getting Rob Lori from MNF on RCL one of these days. So we can talk about that station because. Uh, oh boy. But if but if we do that, I got to be really careful with what I say because you know how they are in MNF. Uh, <laughs> I know all too well. Yes. <laughs> right. right. Well, we're folks, the, that's all for us. Fans. Yeah. Well, folks, that's all for us here at Radio Connection Live this time. I'm Jamie. Thank you guys so much for coming along this week. Uh, don't forget, uh, next time it, we, we have our Black History episode, so make sure that you're here for that. We're going to be taking you guys back down memory lane a lot, including, um, um, and we're going to listen to a brand new and uh, a brand new WWRL air check. And I, I heard it earlier. This guy sounds really, really good. So. I heard it this morning. Anyway, so thanks for listening. We will see you next time. And um, from our, and much love to our friend Jana Jordan, as always. And until we see you guys soon, as always, together, let's, let's keep, keep radio, radio alive. 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 Thanks for listening to Radio Connection Live, the podcast. Radio Connection Live is produced by JT Productions in association with Air Jackson Associates. Executive producer and creator, Jamie T. Production assistance provided by Tim O'Connor. Ashley Lynn is our social media princess. With assistance from Preston Gaylor and Chris Newsbaum. A.J. Bowen is our news contributor. Special thanks to the good folks at RadioInsight.com as well as InsideRadio.com for our news nuggets. We're in touch, so you're in touch. We invite you to contact us. Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. You can also email rclthepodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to join us again next week for another fast-moving edition of Radio Connection Live, the podcast. Until next time, this is John Williard saying, together, let's keep radio alive.